Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It is SNY.TV's The Juice on the Cuse podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Today on The Juice on the Cuse podcast on SNY.TV, we'll be talking to a Syracuse and NFL legend and about the best safety in college football. I'm Wes Chang, and I'll be joined later by Brad Bierman and our guest is Syracuse Orange and New York Giants legend, David Tyree. David, thank you so much for coming on the program. It's great to have you on. Well, truly honored to be here, Wes. It's uh, really great. It's always anytime to, to speak to the Cuse community is a, is, a, is a true homecoming. And David, we love having you back home, and I want to get you started on this one. You're opening a clean juice shop at 68 South Street in Morristown with your wife, Leila, uh, excuse me, which will be the first clean juice location in New Jersey. What was the impetus to this? Yeah, man, I did this growing in life and the transitioning journey. Obviously, the great majority of my uh, professional experience has been in professional sports. Uh, after finished playing, uh, uh, for the most part, I moved almost immediately into athlete development. And for the last six years, I've been working as director of player engagement for the New York Giants. And I'm actually transitioning on from that position right now. And uh, we were preparing. Um, wasn't wasn't I was prepared to transition, but you know didn't know how things would work out. So uh, the timing of it is really impeccable. As far as, you know, kind of moving into a phase of entrepreneurship, um, being a seasoned professional, so consulting, professional speaking, and things of that nature. So the clean juice is really just a journey of life in regard to, you know, um, me and my leadership dynamic has always been about high standards, serving others, and um, and wanting to provide the best that you can for the people that you serve. So in the food area, I think clean juice really epitomized that from a value standpoint as the first an original US, uh, USDA organic certified juice bar concept. So there's a lot going on within it, but my wife, actually, Leila, and don't worry, I screwed that up the first time I'm I called sorry. Her. I met her at Syracuse. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, I, I, almost, I almost messed the whole thing up by screwing that name up, but it worked out well. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> so we, we're in it together, and we're really excited. David, you just mentioned the journey of life and what a life you've had. You were an All-American at Montclair High School. You were just the 14th player in Syracuse history to amass 1,000 or more receiving yards. You had a long and distinguished career in the NFL, including one of the most iconic catches of all time in Super Bowl 42. You just talked about working in player development for the NFL and the New York Giants. Take all the experiences and put them together. How are you going to apply that to the business you're setting up? Yeah, I think, you know, I think in, in most cases, right, you know, when you're talking about um, any business or any endeavor that you're going to, um, you know, kind of in, engage with, it's really about who you are, your commitment to, you know, the product and or service and how that works through, you know, the, the, the person, right? Because for the most part, people are looking for solutions, right? They're, they're looking for solutions and those solutions come through products and or services. Of course, there's needs and wants, and some things are higher priority. But for the most part, you know, I think we, when you're looking at business in general, is 
how can we, in, in our commitment to deliver the highest quality product and or service, create an environment um, that that is conducive, that 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 that, that demonstrates, um, you know, that, that demonstrates to the to the to the customer or consumer that they matter. You know, I think that's really what's most important at the end of the day is, and, and we demonstrate that through our, you know, through through those those soft skills, basically our commitment, um, you know, our our generosity, our care, our service, et cetera. And so I think my experience in, in football and sport, from the hard work, the discipline, the dedication, the um, the high level overview, you know, not I said I'm not I'm not a young buck anymore, I'm 40 years old, and um and of course working and serving people, I'm in this leadership development space. So we're just seasoned. Obviously, my wife and I, not obviously, we're actually been married 15 years and we're parents of seven children. So there's a lot of care, a lot of commitment, and um, a lot of excitement as we're moving into this phase uh, through through this uh, opportunity in, in this franchise uh, franchise tour. David, it's been in the works for a while now, but exactly when are you opening the Morristown Clean Juice? And tell us a little bit more about how to find out about it. Yeah, it, um, you know, we're actually training this week. So I'm actually wanting to walk into the store right now and oversee some, some cool training. It's been a neat experience for me, neat learning. Of course, you know, like I said, there's been some, de- you know, decent accomplishments thus forth, but this is uh, certainly a new experience. So uh, we'll be soft opening this weekend here the 20th, and we'll be announcing a grand opening hopefully at some point in the early July. So at, at Clean Juice Morristown on Instagram and Facebook are, are great ways to keep up with what's going on. You know, I'm on, I kind of probably most active on Instagram, dsire 85 So just look for the updates. And uh, you know, and, and and get the word out. It's going to be some fun, fun, exciting things moving forward. David, like I mentioned, you've been around the NFL a long time since you left Syracuse. You played for the New York Giants and the Baltimore Ravens. You worked in player development. You've been around the NFL for 17 years, both as a player and in the front office. And because you've had such a long career with the NFL, I wanted to get your perspective on how the league's stance on protests during the national anthem has evolved over time, especially given recent events. Yeah, that's a very fair question, right? So as a player, and, and you know, I think as a player, the, the power of the platform is at an all-time high. Um, and, and I think there were certainly missed opportunities, as there's expected on behalf of the NFL, their owners, um, et cetera, right? So the NFL and as the entity and the owners or as, as each individual club. I think there were missed opportunities in, in, in connecting with the passion points of the majority of their players. And um, I think and I think that's fair to say that, you know, like, you know, like sometimes we don't understand each other's perspective. And I think right now, because of where we're at after the George Floyd incident, is there is a higher – demand for justice, right? So Colin Kaepernick opens up, or really on a large scale, opens up the conversation. And I think the conversation, if, 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 it's, if it's going to be productive, we stay in the realm of seeking justice, in the realm of police brutality, and the disproportionate experience um, amongst African Americans, especially in that area. Um, you know, the, the, the overall arcing conversation of systemic racism in America is, is, is a big, big mountain to try to resolve right now in the moment. And um, so I think, you know, I think the opportunity right, right now is to gain ground and those players have had this as a passion, many of them, 
Um, the NFL has not necessarily altogether ignored it, but, you know, it's a business. And I think that's the part where sometimes players and human beings can miss this. People are in business to make money. And I'm not, you know, I don't get mad at people, you know, but there's missed opportunities. And when you're talking about the grand scheme of life, it will never be about money, but we're talking about how you can create a meaningful impact. And when you're in partnership, whether owners, players, that's all debatable. <laughs> but there's this, you know, shared experience that has to that has to be an agreement for that for this league to flourish. And I think that's that's what through the years what has progressed, and now we're at a point where we're looking to see progress. And thank you for that really thoughtful response, David. Uh, I wanted to shift topics, talk a little bit about our alma mater, Syracuse. We were talking pre-show about your Syracuse days, but you finished with 1,214 receiving yards. And the game that I remember most was the 229 yards you had in a 50-42 to win over Virginia Tech. You mentioned your role with player development with the Giants. In that context, if you had to offer advice to the Syracuse football team right now, what would it be? Yeah, you know, it was, it was pretty neat for the first time in the, in the Dino Barber's era, uh, excuse me, Dino Babers era. I got an opportunity recently to actually talk with the team. And um, the quick, the quick synopsis of what I actually shared with them is that they got to be, they got to be bad men. And, and, and that, that was just a little small acronym. I, and I said, hey, man, you got to be, you got to believe. You got to believe in the people who believe in you. And, um, you know, and, and the A, I said, you know, you got to be willing to adjust. The reason why I had the opportunity to play in the NFL was not because I had this illustrious career, in my personal opinion, at Syracuse. It's because, you know, I, 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 I wanted to be a part of a, of, of a winning program, so I ran down on kickoff, and I got really good at that. You know, so some, it took some humility, but I had to be willing to adjust, and, and many players experienced that coming into college. And then the last thing I told them is that you got to deliver. You know, like at the end of the day, you know, it's a results-based business. The game of sport and even the profession of sport always is about results. And, and remember, I tell people all the time, there's a lot of lessons that are going to be learned in, in sports, through games, et cetera. There's a lot of life metaphors. But ultimately, you play games to win. There's not a game where the objective is not to win. <laughs> so – you know, if you focus on the objective, then that's kind of really what you're in this for, and players have to deliver if they're ever going to be a bad man. So I want those cute boys, I want them to be some bad, bad men, and um, I, I'm, I'm a believer in the progress, and I'm excited to see them move forward. And David, we'll get you out of here on this one. I can't believe it, but the 2007 Super Bowl to now, it's been... 13 years since your incredible helmet catch. You've done so much since then. You've written a book called More Than Just the Catch. You've worked in the NFL front office. You're about to start a business. But do people still stop you on the street and ask you about that catch all this time later? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, um, they, they do. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of – I have the ability to just kind of like whisk away into the shadows because, you know, I, by, by God's grace, my life has seen such purpose beyond – you know, football and the catch. And I've realized that even the catch of itself was about, um, you know, establishing a platform where I could serve other people where, you know, of course, that, you know, from an inspirational standpoint, that catch has meant so much to so many people. And for me, that's the coolest thing about it. So um, especially, you know, being a Jersey kid, I wasn't a Giants fan growing up, but, you know, in 2003 when they wrote that check, I was immediately a Giants fan. And, um, <laughs> and now being a part of, of that history amongst, you know, the, the New York football giants as well as the NFL community, it goes 
so far above and beyond, and and it's a privilege, it's an honor. It's not something that I feel like you can you can plan for. It's something that I feel like is a gift from God, and I just do my best to steward it. So, big shouts to you know to all the football fans, Q's fans, Giants fans, and you know foot, you know like I said, NFL football fans all together. It's grateful to just be a part of the conversation. David, thank you so much for coming on the program. Again, Syracuse Orange, New York Giants, and Super Bowl legend, David Tyree. David, thanks so much for giving us your perspectives. Good luck with the clean juice opening. We'll speak with you soon. I look forward to it, Wes. Appreciate you having me on. Go Cuse. Let's get it. Amazing to speak with David Tyree and special shout out to Ira Berkowitz from Garden State Orange. And I'm now joined over the phone by the Juice Online Editor-in-Chief and my very good friend, Brad Bierman. Brad, how are you today? I am doing well, Wes. Thank you. Brad, preseason honors are starting to come out, and Lindy's featured Andre Sisko as the nation's top safety and Andre Schmidt as the nation's number three kicker. You wrote about in your Orange Watch on Tuesday about the two Andres being the face of the SU football program. It's just great seeing Syracuse get some preseason exposure. I totally agree, Wes. Isn't it great to talk about some news with the football team? As it looks like things are slowly but surely starting to gel together for the formation of of a season, of a 2020 season. And it starts with preseason practice, and that begins with the players having voluntary workouts. And on campus are two of the better players in the country. And when you talk about best players at their position and Syracuse football, it's almost like an oxymoron because there's been a long gap of not having enough talent uh, in the 2000s at different periods of time. And then there's been a couple of different years where we've seen the talent come together with some good coaching and a couple of bowl appearances. But, of course, it's been far between uh, bowl appearances uh, in the 2000s. But with Dino Baber's arrival, you could really start to see the sense of the development of the players. We had uh, record-setting receivers in his first couple of years uh, passing the football. We had then in 2018 – two players that came out of nowhere to become All-Americans. And to me, Wes, that's one of the biggest stories of Dino Baber's regime in identifying talent and having these players rise through the ranks nationally to become the best at their positions. And the Andre Sisco story is just incredible because he was you know, a known player coming out of IMG Academy in Florida, playing uh, as a native from uh, Valley Stream, Long Island. And his tenacity on the field from day one was obvious and evident as he led the country with seven interceptions or tied for the lead. And what a great tackler. Now, he got hurt last year, missed three games, and he kind of uh, struggled to recover from that injury, but came on strong at the end and still, you know, led the ACC with five picks. So what a dominating player. And to see him in the company of players at schools like Georgia and Oregon really says something about the talent level that Dino Babers has brought to the program. Uh, and then when you look at the kicking specialist and Andre Schmidt, well, that story is even more surprising than Andre Sisko's because he was so unknown coming out of high school uh, in Illinois. And I remember the first game at, at Western Michigan, his first year, wondering who was going to come onto the field for that extra point, And it was Andre Schmidt. So, a record-setting year and becoming the Lou Groza Award winner kind of tailed off a little bit last year from a productivity standpoint. But now with uh, Wake Forest, Nick Skiba, one of the top kickers in the country as well, right in the ACC, he's going to have tough competition. And 
I really think that's going to be also something that brings out the best of Andre Schmidt in his junior season. So just an incredible story, Wes, that two players in the Dino Babers regime have risen to the ranks of being, you know, the top player at their position in college football. Yeah, Brad, and speaking of Dino Babers, he gave us his first public remarks since COVID started. You wrote about it last week about the variety of topics he covered, but I think Syracuse really needed to hear from him. I think you nailed it, Wes. I think the community was waiting with bated breath to hear from Dino Babers, uh, and they really had their arms wide open and welcomed his thoughts uh, that he released through Twitter uh, a day and a half before the press conference. And as you read through his, his statements and his thoughts about what's going on in the country and how he wanted to handle that within his family, the Syracuse football program, what really stood out was the communication that he made sure to take on for himself with not only his personal family, but with the family of the football program, that being his assistants, that being the other administrators uh, that, that, that have different roles within the program, within the athletic department, and certainly uh, uh, most of all that meant with the players. And I really think that hit home in, in the dialogue he had. And when he addressed the media about it, I, I really think you could still hear in his voice and in his mannerisms how much of an effect that had on him and how he's going to go about preparing for this season. And with him being in the same boat as we wrote about last week, you know, uncharted territory for all uh, college football coaches, I, I really think it's going to be interesting to see how he is flexible, how he changes course as events unfold in the next couple of weeks. And uh, just just a great guy to talk to always, Wes, right? I mean, Coach Babers just has so much personality. He, I've really said this. He's the – 2020s version of you know coach mac just they they understand their position as head football coach of that program what that means with their players to the university to the community and then most importantly how they spread the word of that and how they not only talk with the media but you know figure out the right things to say and the right times to say them and the right forms to say them i, I really think that's been key to Dino Babers from a communication standpoint and really just says so much about the pizzazz to his personality. Brad, we are right at the end of our show. Your closing thoughts. My closing thoughts have been trying to wrap around what the Carrier Dome and a game pay experience is going to look like in 2020-2021 seasons for the football and basketball and then moving into next spring, the lacrosse seasons, Wes. I think so much is still unknown other than the fact we do know there's going to be smaller crowds. We do know there's going to be restrictions put in place on how people flow in and out of that building. And in trying to get my arms around this, it just keeps coming back to me as to making sure how much of the atmosphere of especially college football is going to be remaining intact and not intact. Because college football is so much about the atmosphere in addition to the competition. So my thoughts have been all summer, as the Carrier Dome roof is going to be put in place in a couple of weeks, it just has been revolving around, I hope we don't lose too much of the atmosphere with the restrictions that are likely to come into place as we move forward to a 2020 football season and then eventually basketball and lacrosse. 
Brad, my closing thoughts are on Syracuse greats Dwight Freeney and Marvin Harrison, who on Tuesday were named as 2021 candidates for induction into the National Football Foundation College Hall of Fame. The two played seven seasons together in the NFL for the Indianapolis Colts and are two of the 78 players that were nominated. The announcements of who gets the call will be made early next year. Congratulations to two more Syracuse legends. That's it for us for Brad Bierman. This is Wes Chang reminding you that my car has tinted windows, but that's just from dirt. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast on SNY.TV, and we'll see you next time. This has been the Juice on the Cues podcast, part of the SNY.TV audio network. Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code GET100. That's code GET100 at prizepicks.com/get100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.